Welcome back to Black for Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're here to discuss the penultimate episode of 1899, entitled The Storm, written once again by John G. and directed by Baron. I really like this episode in some parts. Probably the last 20 minutes were far stronger than the first half of this episode, but we got a lot of confirmation on suppositions. I can't see the entire picture quite yet, but I had a moment of clarity at the end of this episode, and I am so curious to go into the next one because I'm looking at, and I still couldn't understand the concept of ships. Why a steamship? That is the weirdest bit of simulation I can think of. And then my mind just clicked on it because I was still thinking about aliens, but it still can be based in reality or or more on the humanistic scale but ships spaceships is that possible could that be a a metaphor of why we're using steamships um could it be something man-made constructed or could it be something more alien technology constructed i don't know i really can't say where we are and what we're doing right now I feel as if the parts in which I think I do know are very minuscule in the grand scale and we haven't even touched on that yet the fact that we don't even know some of these people's backstories that we've been following all this time and we're not clearly going to get them this season I think that speaks to whatever those components fit is in a much larger equation so I am, I'm so, I think Mimi said it last episode, I'm so all in. I am, I need season two ASAP because I need to know where this is going, what the wide shot of this is going to be. And I don't think it's going to end satisfactory (laughs) in a manner of, you know, uh, it's going to end like season one, season two, and season three of Dark. Like, fuck. (laughs) Like every time you get a little bit of it, you don't get the full story. But before we jump into the recap, wherever listening to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Uh, if you want to send feedback, blackyourhouch at gmail.com, or you could leave a comment below on the podcast. Even though I should be having this out tomorrow, I know I've been making a lot of promises. I wanted to have this done yesterday. I really did. And actually, a few days ago, but holidays and dealing with someone that really likes to stress your your mental capacities your mental capacities and that is all I will say but I am back on course at least my daughter is with her father for a week and that gives me some some mental time (laughs) where I don't have to also be a parent so at first when they opened this episode I thought I clicked on dark because I was like Jonas Martha? (laughs) Are y'all having dreams of sex with each other once again? But no, it's Mara and Daniel. She wishes the moment can last forever once they are finished with their copulation, but it can. 
He says, in her memories as one's reality can be stored inside one's mind forever. However, Daniel believes reality is not what's happening inside your brain, but what is happening outside of it. She believes every reality is a construct, but she promises to never forget. Something that is brought up several times. And I'm guessing it's their life together, their happiness, their love story. At the end of this episode, I'm still not clear on if Daniel is alive or dead. Is his consciousness, does it matter if you're alive or dead, if they just stored your consciousness? Because that is a whole can of worms that I feel hasn't been definitively answered quite yet. But as far as their consciousness, that's what we're interacting with, not the people themselves, but their consciousness. And we are in some type of simulated uh, experiments using, utilizing their consciousness. What, to what benefit, why all of those are still mysteries. But this whole conversation between them especially since it seems to be a pivotal moment for Daniel, makes me believe that this is a huge part of the philosophical debate between these two. When she leaves, there's nothing but a siren, an approaching storm in a distance, and Mara's gown. Clearly, they are in the future at this junction, is what I was starting to question, but I honestly don't know. And what is the siren? What is the siren all about? Is there some type of world ending event happening on earth? I don't know. He wakes up once again, 1011, and upon hearing Mara's footsteps, urges her to let him out as the shutdown is restarting and everyone will die again if she doesn't hand over his device. What did he say? And I'm once again with Shy. Why don't you just continue adding on information to this explanation? <laughs> if you really want to be let the fuck out of this room, that's part of the part of the the pulling of the strings, the pacing a little bit that I can see where you were referencing Shy more in the second episode. Now that I've gotten all seven, that's kind of where I was at because I'm trying to chastise myself. And jumping on what exactly uh, the pace scene is until I see a, a um, I get I need I need a little bit more episodes before I can make any conclusion on the pacing of a series, just because I've been wrong so many times before. But I do think that there are some parts of this season that have been, um kind of like you can clearly see that it's that's it's uh i can't think of the word right now a plot holder a plot placement for daniel to be in this room like and for her to be right there (laughs) and to her not to just open the fucking door and get all the answers that she needs instead of wasting 25 minutes chasing ike I, I, that's part of the, okay, here's where the pacing is on, for me, is I can clearly see those and it is just kind of moving the, the, the story forward in a way, but I'm kind of, this is where I say I get in trouble with myself because I also know as in storytelling, you almost need to have things like that 
unless you just want to, I don't know. But I don't know. It's a criticism and it's not a criticism at the same time. (laughs) I didn't say that in any remarkable way whatsoever. Couldn't even find the right words for it. Other than there are some question mark decisions in this episode that seem to only stretch out for time and no other purpose and to to get our characters where we need them to be at the place that we need them to be more than it felt linear to the plot and the story unfolding more organically. That's better. Mora goes back up her shaft and contemplates her life choices after leaving that man in there. Eben thinks God is punishing them as Romero thinks if God was real, they're crazy. Because <laughs> what the shit? And once again, they're referencing God and thinking that God must be this crazy person or could be someone that is using this extreme amount of power in a term that you would refer to as God-like. But it made me chuckle because we know that there's very much a man behind that facade. His name is Henry and he is and possibly maybe a little crazy. Other passengers stare out into the oncoming storm on the bridge with no one having the capacity to steer the ship. Eventually, they agree to find the captain and Miss Franklin and go to the engine room to see if Franz knows how to steer. It was like, did they call him the meathead or something like that? Virginia stays behind, sick and sweating as her hand decays. Franz, Virginia, and I think one other person... Maybe it was because I, I think Ale got a little bit. But there, th- those two really didn't <laughs> get a story at all. I'm just wondering why they were there, and is w- these things I feel are going to matter for season two. Daniel decides to open a panel in the wall to escape, saying, "I wonder. I wonder if I actually just keep removing things." <laughs> I might find a way behind the wires in the matrix. Mara runs into Sebastian who is looking for the boy. She covers quickly about being gone from the ship as from the simulation. And since both of them are trying to hide their intentions, they don't think to question each other for long before moving on. She makes her way to Virginia on the bridge who thinks she is going to die looking at her blackened hand, like, I wouldn't touch that if I were you. But she tells her to recall this as a bad dream before abandoning her to see if Ike is in his room. <laughs> you seen Ike? He ain't here? Oh, shit. Uh, you just take some deep breaths, meditate. It'll be all over soon. And the way she even responded to her, I thought that was interesting. When she's like, just imagine it's a bad dream. It was almost like, bitch, what you mean? Or as if she reacted as if she said that to her before. Sebastian pulls out a monitor to locate the little rat, he calls him. Mora goes to Ike's construct and finds his wife glitching and no sign of Ike. Daniel ends up in, I think, Romero's storyline based on the cross on the ground, but descends into a well with Henry looking on. Romero is done pretending being a priest as he tells everyone to put on life jackets so that they don't drown. But Anker knows that it's not drowning they have to worry about, even though all them damn waves 
you gonna drown. I don't know how that thing going. It's gonna keep you afloat a little bit, but shit, I feel like you're just gonna <laughs> drown from the waves. But Anger knows they will freeze to death instead of drown. And ain't no ain't no doors around for uh for y'all to float on. Toby is asked why she follows a false priest and a whore. Excuse me, bitch. How you just gonna assume Clement is a whore? I mean, she's a married woman, and you just go call her a whore, which tells me that you're not thinking with a logical or rational brain. Toby tells her, you are not mentally well, and this isn't God's will. This isn't God's child that I'm carrying, but a brutal life circumstance, okay? I'm going to try to save myself and this child-to-be that I never wanted. Dad, are you coming? He opts out to stay with his delusional wife till the end, but encourages his remaining child to go. Pray for me. Since they made sure we stared at the photo of Ike and his family for a very long time, uh, the other thing they made us look and take note of was The Awakening, which is a book by, because I Googled it, by Kate Choppin. Because I wanted to know, what is it that you want me to know about this? So the novel by Kate Chopin Chopin, is first published in, guess what year? 1899. Since I cannot at all. Uh, find any events that are relevant to 1899, this would seem to be the appropriate correlation. It is set in New Orleans and on the Louisiana Gulf Coast at the end, Gulf Coast, at the end of the 19th century. The plot centers on Edna Pontellier and her struggle between her increasingly unorthodox views on femininity and motherhood with the prevailing social attitudes of the turn of the century American South. I did glance through the plot just because I wanted to know. There is a bit of a... I, I think the theme I can get thus far is that it's a woman that thinks that pursuing her her life as a successful person and a businesswoman and... Uh, what she wants to pursue as an independent woman versus what her duties are as a a mother and as being a wife she's in in an unhappy marriage but she did fall in love with a man that had differing just differing viewpoints on life than she did but was still madly in love with her but ended up leaving her in the end because he didn't want uh he did not want her to uh for things to end unhappily because he knew that where this was going to go between them and in the end apparently she commits suicide <laughs> by drowning herself <laughs> I, i'm seeing some correlate i'm seeing some parallels some symbolism in there uh the ocean can be interpreted to represent many things. Uh, there's a piano and there's birds. I don't think we've seen anything about a piano or some birds. So look for that shit 
in the next two seasons because those are the symbolisms. <laughs> uh, I do think the fact that a lot of people drown themselves at the end is that due to the emotional choices that we hear about at the, like I, I need a lot more and more time to even think about this and I think actually I'm gonna read it uh just to just to have a a good it's not that long just to have a good idea like I'm like 303 pages it's not that long like shit it's really not <laughs> not in my world that's that's a short book I can get that done probably in the afternoon uh but but yes um where this is going the, the 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 awakening is basically robert coming back into her life and awakening what she sees is missing in her marriage like is that who is that who ike is tomorrow like yeah i had this great life yeah i had these things but but ike awakens her back to her emotions despite the fact that her husband really tried to and then what is that between them that makes that connection so strong? Are we going to find out more about that? I don't know. Maybe it's because they both lost children and they know exactly what the other is going through. Uh, and they both, like I said, they had a lot of things in common. They both know what it's like to deal with a, a woman or a mother that can't, you know, cope with motherhood or not cope, but clearly had uh, PTSD or not PTSD postpartum. Thank you. Uh, issues when it came to raising their children it ended in a tragic tragedy back to the ship daniel has made his way to oleg's construct somebody died it would seem and i only knew it was oleg because of the photo on the ground that showed the statue of liberty and he did mention that his brother was in new york but maybe his brother is in that shed where the blood trail <laughs> left off lucian begins to tremble in the engine room noticed by jerome who wonders if he is okay clement returns to hug her husband but also i fuck jerome like i'm really hugging you too franz charges olek with steering ying lee goes with him like i'm not leaving your side unless my mom shows up and then i'm gonna go out and pursue her ghost he goes with toby to clear the bulkheads franz goes with toby to clear the bulkheads to avoid water drowning them all Mora goes to Daniel's room and finds a photo of herself. And since all other doors leading to Ike have not yielded him, she finally goes down his hatch. So where are they? Where were they in the beginning of the episode? Is that room inside of the pyramid? Is this pyramid somehow maybe the last remaining bit of I don't know is this what earth has become in the future i'm probably so off on these but these are questions i told you i'm not making predictions i'm asking questions as they come to me he finds an empty room that uh an empty room but photos of her and daniel with the boy are those or are these memories that they're having with the construct are they pivotal memories and if so why is this one so pivotal for daniel was it the last time he had his mora because she talked about how the loss of her mother made her father obsessive. Could the same be said for the loss of a child? Daniel makes his way back to Mara's construct and finds the boy inside the coffin down a hatch of his own. 
which I'm guessing is a construct of his room. I mean, they've opened so many doors in the mind. It's very fascinating here. Uh, Elliot, I can go ahead and call him Elliot instead of the boy, realizes it's happening again. They are shutting it down. However, Daniel tells him this is the furthest for this. They have come and assures him his mom will remember and end this loop once and for all. And I know, I know in the feedback, Shy and Mimi are going to be jumping up and down like, I told you. Mm-hmm yeah we could all if, if if you want to give yourself a check mark for this one then everyone gets a check mark <laughs> daniel goes in search of his device and to get mora to recall the code sebastian finds what he is looking for gotcha bitch and sends a message to his handler daniel makes his way back to the ship and into his room dismayed mora made her way down his hatch he finds her staring at the photo of them as a family and that's when he tells her that they had a son named Elliot and the reason why she thinks she can't have children is due to a false memory a memory it would seem she implanted to get rid of the pain and forget that she ever had a child this is a simulation everyone's consciousness is trapped inside said simulation and Mara has forgotten what is real I love the music choice. This is when the episode picked up for me. But he implores that if she doesn't wake up, her consciousness and hence the others will be trapped in this simulation forever and there won't be anything left to wake up for. Oh, what's the kidding? This is what made me start questioning, well, what is reality now that would be so terrible or clearly it's going down a bad path, but what does that necessarily mean? And this would be something you could sell people on, too. I'm still thinking about Westworld. He wants to get her out before it restarts. Another question that still has not been answered. Why these particular people? Or are these particular people we have met are the exception to the rule? They are, as in Westworld, that handful of hosts that wake up or get close to waking up every time. My only caveat to that is why the letters? It feels as if the letters were sent to these individuals in particular. So it's not random. Poor Oleg and Ying Lee trying to steer this ship through a storm. They are not trained to navigate while Virginia crawls into her room to stare at the letter that led her to this fate. How could this happen to me? On the ship daniel tells her there is an override code somewhere where she hit it before everything restarts and she has to recall where it is she said why would i know and he said you hit it but you made yourself forget and that's when i said she's the creator she's gotta be the creator and he keeps avoiding the question <laughs> anytime someone avoids the question uh, and they need her to remember. And clearly, if she is her father's student, then certainly it either 
it stands to reason he's the creator or she's the creator or they co-created this bitch one or the other she knows or shows him the key hidden in her locket it came from it came with the envelope and possibly from her brother that we never met i think shy said it might be someone we already knew but i feel mm, with with her memory loss though that's where i'm like could that be her brother i'm just gonna throw it out here on a wild loop sebastian is that her brother I'm not going to say that that is a concrete. I'm not going to, if that turns out to be correct, I'm not going to give myself points either because that is me sticking something to a wall to see if it sticks. <laughs> I have no concrete evidence <laughs> to back anything up. This is not a theory. This is literally just spitballing because she doesn't have a memory and she can't remember Daniel, but she doesn't, but she was drawn to him. But if she had like a finicky, but she's chasing her brother. If she really is chasing him and this is what got her here and she cares so much. I mean, she wasn't being dragged down the hallway talking about where's my husband. She was saying, where's my brother? But why would her brother send these envelopes and why would he give her the key? I don't know. Is this a conspiracy? What's going on? Maybe they're teaming up against their father. Maybe she's switching sides and she was down for the cause and now she's she's changed her mind. It looks like he gives her back the key. I'm not sure what was going on because he was putting a lot of things in her hands, taking them out of her hands. But I feel like there's some fuckery going on with that key on who has it and who does not. He needs the code and he knows they are being watched. So I thought he would uh, be trying to play some some hand hand magic. (laughs) Panning to Henry as he's watching. Lucien has a seizure and both Clément and Jerome carry him to their room instead of just one running to go get the vials, which would have been smarter while the other person still shovels coals into the engine because two is better than three. I know someone else would say, well, maybe they didn't want to get lost, la, 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 la. but the idea of carrying someone, <laughs> like that felt like it was more... <laughs> more than it was worth he's gonna be you know i guess getting him there then i still think they could have someone jerome could have made that okay even that girl in them pants could have sprinted across the 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 thing and found that and brought it back and then it it, would have been the way it would have been daniel goes to the same device as sebastian went to communicate with henry and explains that the loop continues and they've done it a lot of times then it's archived it restarts after eight days before ending his plan is to anchor them when they are flushed out from the system or out of the simulation and this will buy them more time lingy sees her mother and rushes on deck without a thought olek saves her from being washed overboard after asking her what the fuck she's doing but is unfortunately knocked overboard himself by another big wave. I'm upset. They get to Lucien's room and he dies without a meaningful arc. <laughs> Why didn't you have a vowel on you, fucking Lucien? What the shit? Anyone have a vowel on him? I know that wasn't high on your pride. Nah, I feel like that was a little. There was enough going on. You would have stopped by and be like, you know what? While I'm shoveling this call, babe. And I have this little feeling tremor in my f- hand where Jerome asks, am I okay? Can somebody go give me my vow? 
I think he just wanted to die. I think that's starting to be a theme. There's a lot that wants to die. Is that what we're trying to do? Get the people to get out of their emotions and not fall under the drowning? The Grand Reaper continues their journey across the ship as Angel is the next to bite the bullet or the dust or hacked by the, is it a sickle? I don't know what he's carrying. He is crushed by debris. He does tell Romero in his dying words that he is a good, decent man who never should have fallen in love with a bastard such as himself and is better off. And those are his last words before he dies. And they're not, I love you. <laughs> Romero, move on. <laughs> Eben is, I kept saying my love. I mean, I think that he loved him in the sense of you're all I have. Uh, maybe there was some affection there. Maybe there still is affection there. I don't know. But I always felt like Romero was getting <laughs> the short end of the stick. Ibn is unwavering in her desire to follow his will, even when Acker wants to try to survive, but she is ready to die and he won't abandon her. He uh, continues his journey, the Reaper, going a full boat sweep. As Franz sacrifices himself for Toby to survive when there is no handle to close one of the doors, so he drowns. Sebastian brings the pyramid and Elliot to Henry. Henry's look hasn't changed once. That actor had the easiest job. He's like, just stare at the screen. Contemplative, staring at the screen. Apparently he was in Game of Thrones. And I remember seeing his face in Game of Thrones, but I don't remember the name of his character. He does say something very interesting, which is every time they make the same mistakes and every time they die because they can't get rid of their emotions, but that's what makes them weak. It's human, uh, it's human nature's ultimate flaw. One shouldn't base a choice on love, anger, or hate. They're just silly feelings that cloud the mind. What the fuck is wrong with you as a person? Yeah, he is officially gone, but he did seem to cut his daughter off when she was inquiring, like, why are you doing this? He didn't seem to want to be bothered by that emotional outpour or it bothered him that she was being emotional. My guess is Mora was sitting on the hand of God in this debate when they were debating it at some point in the past where she clearly was all on board with this plan. Henry gets on the PA and tells Daniel he failed again. But that Mara has the key to the pyramid that says wake up and she needs to bring that shit to him if you want to see the boy again. Daniel tells her he loves her and to never forget before giving her the ring and leaving. My guess with the key since he said he would fix this. He kept trying to kiss her to wake her up. I know I'll be feeling some kind of way <laughs> if all my best emotional tugs were not working. <laughs> And yet one glance over at Ike on the other ship. Yingli is on the deck when the wormhole opens as the simulation is about to be archived. I thought that was a wonderful visual. Why does he want to keep them on this loop? That's a question I have for Henry. Henry did explain that Daniel stowed away on the Prometheus. And when that loop ended was able to get into the current simulation via that access. My guess is 
Was the Prometheus supposed to be archived and then he somehow got it to be dead in the water and then stowed away because that's why he, he swam on board the other one until eventually the Prometheus. Yes, because he had the controller and he made the Prometheus disappear. Yeah, my guess is he got that ship, put it right in the path of that simulation and then things played out where he thought he was going to be able to get her further and they did get further than any other time. Ike is on the Prometheus drinking, not even with the benefit of his family photo to brood at, when suddenly the Corobus appears with the remaining passengers now all on deck, and he and Mara finally reconnect. I love you, and I miss you. (sighs) And that is where we conclude this episode. I think I have put forth all of my contemplations or uh, inquiries. So let's just hop on into the feedback. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for episode seven of 1899. I am on a roll. I just <laughs> watched episode six, gave feedback, and watched. Now I'm, I just finished watching seven and gonna give my feedback. As I stated, I just need to know what's going on. I just, <laughs> at this point, I was like, why? I'm, 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 since you're gonna be rolling out the episode, I mean, the podcast, I'm just gonna go ahead and finish it out. Um, yeah, it would have been nice because this is one of those shows that you can definitely go down some rabbit holes. So it would have been nice to hear other thoughts on this because <laughs> it's like, um, it's almost like in this, you're in this bubble watching this show. And, <laughs> and so you just have your own thoughts to <laughs> keep you company. Um, I think the last episode podcast I um, and I didn't even get to finish um, listening to it was episode three. And so um, so I haven't gotten to hear you or Mimi. Hopefully she's been um, able to um, provide some thoughts as well on what y'all think is going on and all of that stuff. So I'm very curious to hear at some point where everyone was standing on different um episodes when I do get around to listening um because yeah this has been um like I said this has been a, a crazy ride of just not I mean which is I mean on the one hand is great and the other hand it's like oh my gosh can we just know already um so on on that note so we got this one which is the penultimate episode which consists of Everybody running around, trying to figure out what's going on. Nobody knew where the captain went. And then I'm like, you know, (laughs) what they, I mean, even if the captain wasn't available, there's also the first mate. Like, why are y'all not looking for him as well? Like, if he can't, if he, if you can't find him, the first mate should be able to um, take over. But he don't disappear too. Um... Because, of course, he's in cahoots with Maura's father, um, which I must say, um, he. so they talked, so they, we got more details about that. This is some type of simulation where he's 
you, I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, you, there's your word, your word megalomaniac. Um, but he, this is some unethical shit that he's got going on here. So it's looking like he has certain patients that he's, that he uh, he is experimenting on and he's putting them through these different simulations um to see how they would respond on why emotions and I'm like sir um the, we're human we're like what do you mean we that's how that's how we operate in the world we can't we're not robots we, I don't understand why. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sorry about your wife. I'm sorry what she, you know, the mental health issues that she had. But for you to then experiment on these people, um, so I don't know if it's the fact that they experienced a tragic event, and therefore, um, um, they're they sought help. And this is what he decided to do to help them because quote unquote help them. Um, I mean, and it's like how many, I don't know how many ships I saw 30. So he just keeps putting these people through this trauma and, you know, but now my thing is, so he exposes them to whatever their trauma is. And then he sees how they react to the trauma. Um, but uh, like, what's it? What trauma focused therapy? <laughs> His version is <laughs> just a jacked up version, um, because I'm not, I'm not understanding. You know, if you don't want them, so you you want to evoke a emotional response by having them face the trauma, but you want them to make different decisions with that, with that, um, with their trauma. Uh, with the focusing or the facing of it, I don't know. Um, this guy is obviously deranged, and <laughs> and I it's crazy that people are going along with it. But hey, that's just how it is. Money talks, I guess. Um, but my thing is with Daniel. So they're like, I'm still not understanding how he's able to do all this. I'm like, how in the world are you able to create this world to where they they are in these i mean is it still i mean he's observing them as they go into their minds i'm i'm guessing cuz he's looking at them so there is a ship there are rooms cuz he's looking at them do you know do certain things in this in their reality um so it's very sophisticated so i'm like so you actually did buy a bunch of ships and the, yeah, that whole part doesn't make sense. I don't think he bought a bunch of ships. Maybe there's just one ship or a couple of ships that he uses, reuses. I don't know. Um, That's the only part that's still kind of unclear to me is how he's managing to do this. And then what I forget, he was saying something, but I, I, I didn't... I probably didn't catch it with his, end. I mean, he was ranting about emotions and stuff, but like, what is your end game, sir? Um, so that'd be to have them, to have them operate without emotions, without letting emotions um, 
uh, get in the way of them making decisions to where they're successful at the simulation. I don't know. I don't know what his end game is, uh, like what's going to be successful for him. And then I'm like, what is going on with Elliot? I mean, did she, did he, did he die? Um, I, I don't know. I'm like, what, what traumatic event happened to where she's, cause she was living the happy life. She had her husband, she had her son. So she has some type of mental break at some point, um, unless her dad just kidnapped her. <laughs> like, but I mean, it seems like he wants Elliot, when I say he wants he and Daniel wants her to come back. So I'm I'm not thinking that he's that he died, but the way Daniel was talking, it gave me that impression. But I hope not. That's but then again, like I said, why would she be there if she didn't um suffer some traumatic like he told he kept saying that she doesn't want to remember. And you know, so that tells me that she's blocking out a traumatic event and so the only thing I could think of is death of a child um to where she's the way that's the way she's acting the way she is but I don't know but that might not be it because again we see him so why do we see him and why does Daniel see him so but then again the other people are they really there are they just a figment and I wonder if this is all in Daniel's mind, you know, like it's one of those things where we we get the twist at the end where, aha, we thought it was Mora this whole time and it was Daniel. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't put it past them um, <laughs> at this point. I'm just grasping at straws on what this final episode is going to look like because I, yeah, I'm, um, yeah, it's been, it's been quite a journey. And I still, even with one episode left, I still have so many questions and not really um, wanting to, <laughs> you know, go down too many more rabbit holes before the end because all my all my questions will be answered um, in a matter of, you know, this next episode. And I wonder if we're even going to get a season two. Is this like a one-off? Um, it's kind of hard to to know with Netflix because they're so so finicky um, and fickle when it comes to uh, renewing. Uh, they don't they're they're very very unreliable when it comes to great shows that get picked up for another season. So I'm not holding my I'm not holding out hope for a second season. I'm just gonna enjoy this one and just for what it is and maybe that's all it is I don't know if there's a plan supposed to be a plan for a season two like dark like they had a three season plan and all that good stuff so who knows but uh that's all I got on that note till next time much love peace and black or magic queen of the couch shy thank you queen shy with your thoughts on the episode I know you've already gotten to the finale even though I still need your finale feedback but that you you got 24 hours you got 24 hours Girl, you ain't listening to episode three. Oh, shit. You are watching it in a bubble. <laughs> oh, that's going to be hilarious. Uh, I, you know, it's a question because I think I, we, you've said, and I've suppositioned the exact same thing that these people are put here involuntarily. But something we haven't really considered is did these people volunteer for this? 
and don't remember because if Mora implanted false memories, could the rest of them all have? Because I'm thinking about the show Severance, which you haven't watched, which is the best show, and you should totally watch. It's on like seven episodes too, um, on Apple TV. But it is people who, to get over trauma, voluntarily sever their persona from work to the personal life and there is the idea that that would be something some people would enjoy um i won't get too further up into that because i don't want to you know ruin the show however (laughs) yeah that's something i guess i wish you put out there is uh yeah this could be something done to them but this also could be something that uh something that they themselves have all signed up for but they don't remember to get rid of the trauma that they want to get over and he's utilizing maybe they don't know about the experiment to this effect but they're certainly thinking about utilizing uh this type of probably signed up for one thing and then it turned out being another that's what i'm trying to get at I think he's trying to see if humans ever change. Humans don't change. <laughs> Mayhap he is trying to evolve humans. I'm not sure what the fuck's going on with Henry. But yes, he has clearly already been an obsessive person about the human mind. And they even said he had only affection for the mother. And in a in a way that that could be he broke and this is his way of coping with reality. Like reality shouldn't be based in these emotions that give us nothing but this great wall of pain that can never be solved, but it is part of the human experience. Uh, It's also what brought forth most of, I mean, the greatest gift for humanity as far as progress and change is empathy and being able to have those emotions. So yeah, they're stupid for thinking that Uh, he's stupid for thinking that, but I also realize that these are what those people yeah once you start thinking that you don't need your emotional attachments is exactly when you start becoming the villain in the story uh understandably or not and uh i think the ships are a metaphor i just don't know what they're for i threw out my my thought process on that but that's just that's just uh, that'd be cool if it happened <laughs> uh would i put that down as a theory i am going to put that one down as a theory the ships are a metaphor for a different type of ship i am going to put that down as a theory uh it also could just be a metaphor for something else that has nothing to do with ships that's the i don't know part and i'm not as burnt by netflix and they're they're renewing you might be watching different shows than I am, but I don't, I don't seem to have the same amount of like, they gave me four seasons of a show that I think should have been terminated. I mean, any other network would have terminated years ago. So I, <laughs> I can't say I've, I've been burnt in the past by Netflix. <laughs> they gave me season two of Sandman and I didn't even think they were going to do that. So I think that while certainly, you know, you never know. I think with any show, I I think they've had a very good rapport with the two. And Dark is not like a shitty show. (laughs) You know, it did get pretty high on uh, one of the best shows on on Netflix. Actually, yeah, Collider named it 
the sixth best show of the year. And while certainly doesn't have, uh, I don't know about the ratings, quite frankly, I didn't look into them. They do have two more seasons planned and I can't see them not giving them the two seasons unless it really was about uh, mutual, just not the, the creators not getting what they want and Netflix not being able to provide. <laughs> that would be the two things that I can see not making it. But I think the 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 the, uh, the relationship is strong enough that I, I'm not too worried yet. Even though there hasn't been an announcement, I, I'm not too worried yet because there was another show that came out and I there was no announcement that it was renewed for a season two or a three uh, or a four. It just came out. So I, I'll give time. I'll give a little bit more time for that. Uh, if it was on any other network, I'd probably be feeling a little bit more. <laughs> but they do have two more seasons planned. And I will look forward to hearing your thoughts on the finale. Last and certainly not least, let's hear what Queen Mimi has to say about the penultimate. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for 1899, the penultimate episode, season one, episode seven. Um... So I feel like we got some answers and then we got some like, what the fuck? I don't understand moments. Or I should say I, because <laughs> I know I stay confused and I be theorizing going down rabbit holes when I know I shouldn't. But I, I will say, I do think that, you know, the opening scene gave us the confirmation, at least the confirmation I needed to conclude that I was right about it not being really 1899. The technology was just too, like, it wasn't, like, something we're used to, but it was technology that they should not have had in 1899. Like, the cameras, like, what what is connecting the, this wireless internet? Like, that's not even a thing that exists yet. Um, but um, I, I was, like, trying to figure out, like, I think it was, like, the wheel of time when, like, we thought they were in, like, the super, super, super past, like, you know... A A D and all that stuff, but it was the actual. The truth of the matter is, they were so far in the future that technology looked different. And then they like, I think they got pushed in the dark ages again. Like, I think that's what happened because, um, I, I like I told you in my last feedback or two feedbacks ago, um, that when I saw the word mental health on that door, I was like, that is not what they used to call it back then. And I didn't remember it was a psych ward. I remember now one like I listened to your feedback, Christina, and then I heard you say that I was like, okay, there it is. I couldn't I was drawing a blank and you know when you get to a point where you've been thinking of a word, trying to figure it out and you can't, I was there and I, I was already not feeling well. So I wasn't in the mood for the the shenanigans and trying to figure out what the word was but yes psych ward is what they used to call it and they were like it has negative condensation so did I just say con condensation negative connotation so they changed it to mental health just like you know physical health but it's to the mind they they were trying to make it not seem as so um such like so bad that people don't want to do it like because people have no problem, and this I'm I'm talking solely about the black community because they're the ones that be getting on the nerve with this bullshit. They have no problem admitting that there's someone in their family's diabetic, type two diabetes because they're fat 
I'm not going to say fat. They're overweight and they don't eat very well. And they think insulin is what they just need to do in order to instead of just changing their diet and not needing that supplemental uh, insulin. It's okay to admit that your your family's diabetic, but it's not okay to admit, admit that someone in your family is depressed or, you know, maybe bipolar, schizophrenic. Like that's something that used to drive me crazy about black people. And I and I and that's one of the things I remember from 2006, believe it or not, was just the mental health thing, because that was something that I felt like, especially in my family, because if it wasn't for all the education I, I got looking back, I wouldn't have figured out that the reason my mom was how she was and why she was a terrible mom is because she was depressed. She had postpartum and she she might even be bipolar. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I can't diagnose someone, but just, you know, the symptoms that she exhibited to where it made her a really horrible mother. And basically we had to take care of my little brother and sister. It's because my mom had mental health issues, but you know, black people didn't like talking about it. So that's something I, <laughs> I learned in school and it stuck with me for that exact reason. So like I said, I think that that opening scene with the lights, I was like, OK, I know. Remember that I remember them walking around with lanterns at the beginning of this uh, show in, in episode one. So that's a that's a whole ass electric lamp on them tables. They got two and that big ass comfy bed that they doing the, the nasty and evidence. Um, the one thing I did not understand was I why was it OK for Daniel to say we've been married for 12 years, but admitting that she had a son was not acceptable are we to believe like because you blocked it out because of the grief are we supposed to assume that maybe that that their son was dead and somehow brought back to life i'm not quite understanding it but i swear when, <laughs> when daniel went down like when he finally figured out where how to get back to uh Elliot and he went through the the grave and down the stairs and he was like where have you been I was like that's his fucking son <laughs> that's that's how Derek would have greeted me if I told him I was I was gonna be I'm gonna be gone for 30 minutes and then I'm gone for like an hour and a half that motherfucker has no problem acting like his mama ain't black he would be like where have you been I was waiting for you you told me you were going to be 30 minutes and it's been one hour and 27 minutes and 14 seconds, mother. Where have you been? Like that, it just had me cackling because that's how my child be acting. Um, but like, I just, at that moment when he said that, <laughs> he just, I just knew that was his dad. And then we got the confirmation when he was like, dad, mom. Yep. We, we knew, we knew, but we didn't know, but now we know, we know, um, and I will say that was that in that interaction, that was the most I ever seen that little boy not look like a creepy little weirdo. <laughs> but I think you're right, Christina. I do think that he was directed to to make that kind of face and to look like that, to look sinister and evil, even though he's just, you know, just a pale boy, dark hair, blue eyes. Like, it's not his fault. That's just how he came out. Genetics, you know, Um I don't I'm not quite understanding because if that's Elliot is Mara's son, then that would make him dude's grandson. And he looked like he has no problem. Like I don't know if he's gonna snap a finger and Elliot gonna not exist anymore. It didn't seem like he was gonna unalive him. It seemed like he was gonna push in some buttons and he was just gonna disappear. 
I don't know. Um, but that's what I need to know in this next episode. So I'm very curious about that. Uh, the one thing I will say, I was like, there was two incidences where I was like, what the fuck? Um, I wasn't surprised that to- Tova's, to- Tove, it's, it's not Tovin, it's T-O-V-E, Tove. Her mother and father were gonna die together. That his, her dad was a pussy and clearly the mother was like, I don't know. I, it just seems like I'd rather die with your mom than try and live with you was a pretty fucked up situation. But I also feel like it was fucked up that they sat there and allowed that man to rape their daughter without even trying to attempt to stop it. Consequences be damn, gun or not, you're not about to attack my child in my presence. And like I said last time, I hope I never am put in a position where I have to test the theory of my mind. But I know, it, like, I would rather die than allow you, allow my life to continue with me knowing that I didn't do anything to protect my child. That's just how I feel. Even if I die, you gonna die too. We both getting out this bitch because you're not about to take my child. So I knew he wasn't the best dad. So that situation didn't surprise me. It was fucked up. I did. I don't know why dude uh, allowed the pregnant girl to come with him to help shut doors, but Maybe he was like, okay, maybe she's with her with maybe if she's with me, I can protect her. I couldn't protect her little sister. Her little sister's dead. Let me at least see. So she got shitty parents if I can keep her alive. Maybe that was his um, mindset. But when he went with her, I figured he was going to die. I just assumed maybe they both would die. But I didn't think he was going to be alive much longer anyway. But the two things that really like annoyed the shit out of me and shocked me was first, Olak, like R.I.P., and Lee Yin, is that her name? Lee Yi Yi Lee Yi Lee. Whatever. I'm just gonna call it a geisha because I saw it on the caption, but my mind ain't allowing me to remember what her name is, and I'd rather not be saying it wrong and make it a fool of myself, like I tend to do. But she saw her mom and she went to the deck. She was willing to die. Like you have to know if that really is your mom and you go out there. You could die because you could get washed up or fall over. The boat is rocking very violently. And the fact that you're even able to that your mom is even up there standing still should have been a dead giveaway. But let's just give her the benefit of the doubt. You're shooketh. You see your mom that you thought jumped over the rail. So I was like, mom, mom, mom. I would have been like, can you come in? Come in. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. But no, she take her silly ass out there. And who's the one that pays for it? First of all, the one that was helping steer the boat. I knew he wasn't going to be steering the boat much longer anyway, because that was just it was it was it was a done deal. The countdown already started, but he shouldn't have got thrown overboard from a violent splash of the water. And she was just sitting there looking at it like just staring at like, bitch, that's your fault. You, You killed your man. Now he's gone. And now you're in the abyss with the rest of the ship and alive like that sucks. Um, And then the other thing that had me shooketh was when uh lucian started having a uh uh, seizure like first of all dude like shouldn't you be taking the medication to prevent the seizures maybe that wasn't a thing back then okay but you know you can have you it seems like they're called aura a lot of people and i the i'm talking about people that i've met medically in my job 
that have seizure disorders usually have some sense that it's coming on. A lot of the time, they don't have enough, like, time or, or like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not, they, they don't know enough to get in a position to where they can get help, but they can at least either sit themselves on the ground or, like, like, uh, like motion, like, if there was medication they could take, they would have had enough sense to at least have it out or get their hands on it. Maybe not take it because a lot of times people have seizures, they're not able to swallow. That's just something that, you know, I think science has taught us. That's why they give that medication intravenously. But let's just say that he, he like, you are taking this medication when you feel it coming on. Why don't you have it on you? I don't know why anyone would think someone that's having a seizure can take medication because that's fucking unlikely and unrealistic. But let's just say that that's the, what they told you. Why would you not have it on you, Lucien? And then this is the thing that killed me. Y'all thought it was a good idea to carry this motherfucker all the way from the bottom of the goddamn ship to your room. I don't know how big that motherfucking ship is, but I can tell you. If they're in the bottom putting where the coal is, that's literally as low as it'll go. Y'all going to carry this man? Of course he was dead when y'all made it up. He probably choked on his own fucking vomit because y'all shaking him and rocking. And you're in a ship that's about to fucking sink. Like, I I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. That shit annoyed the hell out of me. Like, I was like, I don't, like, even if y'all make it to his room without accidentally flying over the edge or busting his head up against the wall because y'all carrying a heavy ass man on a ship that's rocking there's no way he would be alive you're supposed to keep people that are having a seizure still because they can start vomiting and choke on it and that's how they suffocate because they can't breathe because the vomit is blocking their airway i didn't expect them to know all of that you know it is supposed to be quotes 1899 but still y'all the ship is about is rocking violently and it could sink at any second. Like, why, like, wouldn't it have been faster if one person ran up and got the medication and, and then came back down? If that was what you're going to do? I don't know. I just, I feel like they would have been better off just leaving him where he is and holding him so that he doesn't, like, rock himself into something. But whatever. Like, his death was so fucking annoying. And it, I guess it, it didn't matter because I figured everybody was going to die soon anyway. Um, the other thing was like, if you see black gunk coming from a ceiling and you don't know where it is or what it is, why would you touch it? <laughs> I remember like when I first saw, I was like, oh, what, I wonder what that is. I promise you, I wouldn't have touched it. I might have not said something that someone else touches just to see what would happen. But when old girl hand was turning black, I was like, oh, is she dying? I don't know what that was, but maybe that's what like gets rid of everyone so that the ship is empty is what my assumption is because it covers everything and that's it would explain why the Prometheus looked like it was you know decades old instead of just being missing for a couple of months um when they went through the little it's that it wasn't a Bermuda Triangle I'm just gonna call it a portal to like the graveyard i wonder why the other ones weren't dead was that supposed to happen is that how it's gonna happen what is daniel doing those are all the questions that i have and one of the things i i, I just want to point out this the last thing this has nothing to do with uh this show per se but <laughs> i really when i see stuff like this when people touch 
unknown substances and then it clearly is killing them it makes me think that like if the zombie apocalypse happened there would really be people out here who got bit and be trying to hide it and not tell us knowing what getting bit means they would literally not say nothing they would cover their arm up cover up their leg go in their room and die and just kill everybody because they're now they're fucking zombies <laughs> that's something i've learned so <laughs> if the zombie apocalypse ever happened i'm gonna be ready because let, let me think you get bit did you get bit nah show me your body oh you don't you're gone no no questions asked you're not about to turn into a zombie in the middle of the night on my watch <laughs> <laughs> anyway i think that's all i have so i'm gonna end it here and i'm gonna just jump right in this finale see what's what's happening because i i just have all these questions um that i would like the answers to um i hope we get to see what um ike was doing other than getting drunk because i still don't understand how that fool ended up there like the boats like we saw mara like go from where uh ike like his old like his pretend mindscape uh of a of his old house to his room but he was sent there and then he was on another ship so i'm just trying to figure out how that happened so um i hope we get to talk to him and see what he's been up to so i'll end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch Mimi out that was queen mimi with her hilarious commentary as always But we were on the same page about a lot of things. A lot of things. We've been on the same page a few episodes about a lot of things. Um, <laughs> me not even trying to play devil's advocate. Um, not finding words for things is a consistent snag in my brain. So don't think of it as a flaw. It just means our we have to search our very, very, very huge portfolios of knowledge to find <laughs> the right words so sometimes you know when when you, you're doing a google search and you're you know uh, the internet's a little slow sometimes it might take a little while but uh doesn't mean like you said you're running low on fumes i get it it happens to me all the time you listen to it consistently because i don't bother to fucking edit <laughs> Even though I do, there are a few things where I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no one's going to understand that. So now I have to re-say it over. (laughs) But I make all the efforts as much as I can not to edit a damn thing. So you get the raw version. Man, the black people and them not wanting to dress, that is a huge barrier in my life right now. (laughs) And I'm about to put up a whole ass wall on that barrier because I'm... Mm -mm. it's the same thing with my mom depressive anxious refuses to go get some damn help and I think it's gotten worse after the pandemic because now that has exacerbated the already present issues and now everyone's just a lot of people are stuck and and a lot of them are not seeking the help they they said even with the youth right now it's watching statistics on Komocho is that his uh, last name? How you say his last name? But he's talking about the statistics after COVID about how the young are the most affected that are really anxious and depressed right now. Uh, they're high up on suicide, this, that, and the other thing. That's why I'll be telling them, I'm like, why are you? Oh, and then she just sits there and, and browbeats everyone. 
mean, she's just like a misery loves company type of motherfucker. And I, uh, I feel so bad. I'm going to have to take, I'm going to do something for the little babies. I mean, one, the, the good thing is the little one, Katie, he's, a, he's a little oblivious. <laughs> It's more like, I have so much uh, sugar in my tank, you can't even, even if you try real hard, you cannot keep me down for long. But the other one, I just feel bad. I just feel bad. So bad. On a side note, and I don't know why this is, and I think this goes into the depression though. Because so it's not really a side note. I went up to them the other day uh, and I just opened the car and you know how bad breath is so bad. Like it's not even... The normal, oh, you ate some garlic. Oh, you may have had something with extra vinegar in it. This, that, that's normal bad breath smells, right? And then there's the, did you brush your teeth this morning? Bad breath smell or in the last fucking few days. Or have you like done anything? Have you been brushing your tongue? Those type of, that type of bad breath smell. I opened the door and it was fucking on all of the, it was her, the kid, (laughs) Both of the boys. I was just like, what the fuck? And then yesterday he showed up back up in the house. I didn't I didn't even go up to the car because I didn't speak to my mother because we're not speaking right now currently. <laughs> um and he came upstairs and I even said I, I was like, look, I ain't trying to be funny, but your breath is hot. And it's been hot for two days. I don't I didn't see you the last two days and your breath is hot. Are you brushing your teeth? <laughs> He's like, Yeah. I'm like, what, what what are you doing? What are you doing with your breath? Are you not are you brushing your tongue? Do you need some something i'm not trying to joan on you this is not me joning on you at all we all have bad breath time hey some of your family members got halitosis okay so that's a medical condition of you just got permanently bad breath i knew someone else who had halitosis too Mm, that's a serious problem but just because it's a problem don't mean you don't do anything about it (laughs) i was trying to be real with him like you don't want to go up to a girl or up to someone you like and your breath just be hot like that. That's just going to turn people off. And it's like, I'm one inch away from you. I'm not even close to your face. And like you blow and I can smell it. And it's just like, fuck me. And I know I'm being mean when I'm saying it right now. But that's exactly, I think all of that plays into that mental. It, it all plays down. It's why some people don't go out and get a job. Which I don't think is ever, ever, ever. <laughs> A good idea <laughs> even if you're rich rich people even fucking find things to do because they know it's never a good idea to just sit in your own home and do nothing that is not going to be great for your mental health but yeah black people consistently have problems and my whole entire i've got a whole damn family all the way down they got mental problems and we'll just not fucking see no help no medication no yoga don't read a fucking book they just, people, sometimes though, I think some people are just lazy. Because what we don't ever really acknowledge is how much fucking work goes into what we do and wanting to do what we do, right? I know you just mentioned, like, I got all this knowledge. Exactly. Like, we fucking had to go out and find that shit. That shit was not taught to us. We had to go seek it. And that is just a part of life. You go seek that knowledge. And now that we got that, that huge well to pull forth from, we have, we have a better understanding, but it was work. It wasn't easy. And it required, um, some actual, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ambition. (laughs) Uh, the, 
capacity and ability to look outside oneself and and, and analyze yourself and constantly work on. These are all things that people simply would rather not do. And when I say people, I do genuinely believe 85% of humanity. (laughs) That's where I'm at with people right now. I do think that 85%, even if they pick up one thing or another, they're in that fucking, um, what do they call it? That easy mode on constant. Because that's the thing. Once you do start getting into that, they don't want to deal with the, the more things that actually come with that. It's hard. It is hard. It's hard being educated and hard <laughs> being a work in progress and hard taking on your own personal responsibility uh, and even your mistakes. It's, it's, it's not a, a lot of acknowledgement, but they don't realize how free it is because they don't want to, because then they have to do better. The excuses won't work anymore. And now I've went on a whole ass tangent, which I was going to say for the Jones Chronicles, but I kind of went in here. But we'll talk more about that at a later time. Uh, mayhap that Daniel, what was my thought? Because I said the same thought too. It was like, why are you concerned she would find that out? Don't you want her to find that out? But maybe he thought, oh, you're going to find out that our son died or you're going to get your memory because they keep trying to tell her to wake up. They don't know when she's going to wake up, when she's going to get the memory back. So he probably was like, oh, fuck, you're going to remember our kid died and I wasn't even there with you to help you through those emotions that you might be going through right now. And if she got her whole memory back, like how would someone, I don't know. It seems like she went off the deep end mentally and he is concerned about that. As far as if he's died, I don't know, but it seems like they definitely retrieved some people's consciousness. Once again, Severance is tackling this question that will be tackled in season two. So I'm curious to see what both of these shows have to say about it. Maya is the exact same way. I'll be like, I'm going to the store. I'll be back in half an hour. I will get a text. (laughs) She'll let it at least go about 15, 20 minutes. Then they hit that hour. You're like, where the fuck you at? (laughs) Where the fuck you been at? (laughs) How ain't you didn't call me? (laughs) When are you about to be done? It's like, no, you do not make no sly promise. Like you about to get 15 minutes of a grace period and that's it. You better call me or something. Uh, Anker should have been there for his child. You're correct. Instead of his, instead of his wife, you should always choose your children first point blank period. I'm with you. I think we already agreed on this one. I would have been dead and that person would have been dead with me. (laughs) I don't know about Franz because I feel like other than the failed coup, we never figured him out or his motivations. He just fizzled out of the plot, the way in which Virginia did. Ying Lee is her name. Uh, and that's what Henry said. Emotional irrationality. Your dumbass went out on this deck because you saw your mom because you had all those feelings that you had and were dealing with. So you weren't thinking rationally. Part of you was like, I do. Do I want to join her? Do I want to die? Even though I have Oleg. And yeah, Oleg paid the price. Paid the price. But I think he's not dead, which is my only... <laughs> Because he's like, everyone else is going to come back. So that's the only saving grace where I was like, fuck. But then I was like, eh. Um, I'm so I'm so glad that we are on the same page with Lucien because I, 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 I really didn't understand why that was a thing. Jerome is a natural born sprinter because he's black. So he would have been up and back while he was still seasoned. But like you said, 
He knew it was coming on because Jerome asked, what's up? That's when he should have said, hey, can someone get my medication? But I think he was also ready to die. That's the only thing I can see about that. At least the only thing I thought. You're right about the zombie apocalypse. There would be cowards that just don't want to deal with the reality of what's happening. Mm -hmm. I believe that too. And also it was like, why don't you cut your fucking arm off? (laughs) If I had to choose between living and cutting my my hand off i think i might cut my hand off especially since it seems to spread just thought we are going to wrap up this podcast for this week once again blackercouch at gmail.com if you want to have any thoughts on the finale which she'll be dropping tomorrow uh until the next time peace hair grease blacker magic Mm -hmm.